is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. We thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. That it is a quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It is able to give us the direction, the correction, and the encouragement that we need in our daily lives. As the word goes forth today, I thank you that it will not fall on deaf ears. But everyone here will hear what the Spirit of God is saying to them. And I thank you now that you can use me as a vessel fit for the master's use. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The Christmas season has slowly transformed as a time to shop, buy gifts, display Christmas trees, and even sit on the knee of Santa Claus. But this time of the year should really remind us of how thankful we ought to be. And I believe there is faith, there is hope, there is encouragement, and most of all, there is power when it comes to being thankful. So today's message is entitled, The Power of Being Thankful. Now, I don't want you to listen how I say the message. I want you to listen what is being said. Listen to what is being said. Because what is being said can change your life this morning. If you would, turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. If you've taken notes this morning, the first point I want you to write down is this. Many people are blessed but few express their thanks to the blesser. I'm going to say it again. Many people are blessed, but few express their thanks to the blesser. In Luke chapter 17, are you there? I'm going to look in verse 11. And this was a story, and it wasn't just a parable. This was not a parable. This actually happened during Jesus' ministry here on earth. And in verse 11, it says, And it came to pass, as he, Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him how many men? Ten men that were what? Lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said unto Jesus, Jesus, Master, Have mercy on who? Listen, all 10 of them were asking Jesus to have mercy on them. And in verse 14, it says, And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they, everybody say they, as they went, they were cleansed. Who went? They. And who got cleansed? They, but look in the next verse. But one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice, he glorified God. He fell down on his face at Jesus' feet and he began to give him what? Thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Now, I believe most of us, in this room, represent these 10 people. 
I believe I need 10 people to just come up here. 10 people. Give me 10. Give me 10. It, it doesn't matter. We can just count. I got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. All right? I tell you what, Mom, have a seat. Thank you, sweetie. I'm going to have that. Yes, yes. I'm going to have. So that way you can save your energy to drive home. All right? Okay. That's my mom. All right? I have to take care of the mom. All right. There were 10 lepers that showed up, and they all asked for the same thing. They said, Jesus, have mercy on us. And the scripture says, they all asked, and then they all went, and then they all got cleansed. But only one out of the 10 came back to give thanks. Now, I believe that that was a true story, and it represents most of us in life. God bless, has blessed everybody standing up here, but chances are there's probably only one person out of the 10 who stopped to give him thanks. You all may be seated. Thank you. Yes. So somehow we have mistaken Sunday as today, as the day to give thanks to the Lord. You know, uh, you know I grew up Presbyterian, so my upbringing... Uh, religiously, if you want to call it that, was very conservative. But some of you have a bit, were raised in churches where there was always a thank you Jesus lady in the church. How many know what I'm talking about? If you didn't raise your hand, maybe you ought to thank you Jesus lady. But, but you know, there was always this one person, most of the time it was a lady. And she expressed her thank you in church. With not only her voice, but, the, but with a little dance that went along with it. Sometimes the dance looked like she was kicking somebody in the face on the ground. You know, something like this. Who can give me a thank you uh, lady dance? Who can do it? Ed, Edmund. Uh, can you do it, ma'am? Come on up here. Come on. We're going to give you a little music to do it with. Come on. I need a drummer. One more drummer. Come on, I got a drummer. Where my drummer at? If not, I'll just do a clap for you. You know, we can do that too, all right? All right. Now, you're going to be Miss Thank You Jesus lady for this Sunday, all right? Okay, all right. Since I don't have a drummer, we're going to go ahead and do it with our hand, all right? You ready? There it is. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Woo! All right, all right. Watch the speaker. Watch the speaker. She was in the spirit. You see that? Thank you. So, uh-oh, she getting in the spirit on the... Oh, wow! There it is. We done got us started. Okay. <laughs> now, you probably saying, Pastor, what's your point? Here is my point. Everybody say, back in the day. See, I'm not talking to her, but I'm saying back in the day, I would love to follow that same person home and see if they have any of those dances at home. Because we have mistaken that church is the only place we are to give thanks, but it's not. I want you to turn your Bibles to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. Being thankful in the, in the Bible means to make a confession. It means to praise and to extend your hands to worship. I'm going to say what it means again. The word thankful, when you look it up in the Bible... It means to make a confession. And most of the time when it means to make a confession, it means to make a confession of sin that you have fallen into. Okay, so he said to make a confession, to praise, 
and to extend hands to worship. As a matter of fact, the Hebrew word for the word thank you or thankful is the word yada. Okay, how many are in Psalm 100? All right, Psalm 100. Now, before we do that, let me give you some synonyms of what the word thankful means. It means to appreciate. It means to be happy. It means to, watch this now, be pleased, be grateful, and be satisfied. I'm going to say what the word thankful means again. It means to appreciate, to be happy, to be pleased, to be grateful, and to be satisfied. Now, in Psalm 100... We all know the psalm. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with what? Singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. And then verse 4 is a famous verse, but I want to point something out to you. He says, enter into his gates with what? thanksgiving and watch this and into his courts with what praise here's the word i want you to see then he says i want you to be thankful unto him and what bless his name for the lord is what good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endure to all generations it didn't say only give thanks to him if he does something for you he said be thankful unto him because he is good Now, here's a very powerful truth. Here's what I'm going to show you through the scripture this morning. Most of us, we are thankful, not we should be thankful, but we're thankful not just because of what we shouldn't be thankful for, what what God does for us and what he will do for us, but because he's good. And most of us do not realize that the reason that we have become sad, unappreciative, dissatisfied and unthankful is because we've forgotten that God is good. You may say, well, pastor, I don't have what I need in life or I want in life. Well, guess what? That does not mean that still God is not good. Now, the reason why, and this, here's a principle that I want to point out to you today. The reason why you have to understand at all times that God is good because your understanding of God being good is going to fuel your level of thanksgiving in your life. And when I show you why you need to give thanks, because watch this now, it says we need to give thanks to the Lord because he is good. Watch this now. Here's the principle. I want you to write this down. Because God is good. The only thing that he is capable of reproducing is goodness. Listen, because God is good, the only thing he is capable of reproducing in your life is goodness. Now, you may say, well, pastor, what do you mean by that? I want you to find James chapter 1. James chapter 1. And while you're finding James chapter 1, I'm going to read you Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 17 and 18. You can write that verse down if you'd like to. It says this. Jesus said, even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. Watch this now. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. In other words, what Jesus is saying, if something is good, only good can come out of it. So with me knowing that in my life, I got to see that if I'm thanking the Lord on a consistent basis, what is going to reproduce in my life is nothing but goodness. Amen. Are you in James chapter 1? 
James 1.17, I thought this was an awesome verse to, to, uh, to explain this particular point because most people are waiting for God to do something in their life before they really, really begin to thank him. In James 1.17, this is what it said. I'm going to start up a little earlier, though, in the verse. Uh, let's just say it says in verse 14. Here we go again. If, if, but if every man is tempted when he is drunk, every man is t- let, let's just start in verse 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempts he any man. Why can't he get, be tempted with evil? Because only God, uh, good, can come out of God. Look in verse uh, 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and it comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. In other words, I wanted you to see that every good gift comes from God. So if I begin to thank God, Whether I have it or not, whether things look good or not, when I understand the principle of thanksgiving, thanksgiving, it it fuels God to begin to release some things in my life. I'll prove it to you through scripture. Now, here's a PowerPoint that I want you to write down. Being thankful releases God's goodness and power in our lives. Being thankful, say being thankful. Being thankful releases God's goodness and power in our lives. Write down 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Here's what it says. In everything, give thanks. Then it goes on to say, because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It says, in everything, give what? In how many things? In everything, give thanks. And we haven't learned to do that. We look at what happens to us and we don't perceive them through thankful eyes. Not realizing that regardless of what happens to me, God is going to cause what happens to me to work together for me. But if I don't have the right perception, see, many of us don't understand that trouble is designed to help you see the miraculous power of God in your life. It's not designed to cause you to lose your faith. And that's what happened with most people. They don't look at trials as an opportunity to see the miraculous power of God. They see trials as an interruption. But if you never see God come through for you, you will never see his power. Now, who in here would like to have $100? Let me see your hand. $100, $100. Okay. All right, Greg, I saw your hand first. He saw his hand first. Now, I'm going to give you a Jamaican $100 bill. Okay, now see, see y'all, see y'all, y'all already flunked the test. Most of y'all said, oh. But see, you flunked the test because remember now, we should be thankful because God is good. Now, when that happened to him, what he should be thinking is, Lord, thank you for money to spend in Jamaica. Thank you now for the opportunity to go on vacation in Jamaica. See, instead of looking at I can't spend this money here in America, you need to understand that maybe God is lining somebody up to pay for you a 100% free vacation in Jamaica. So now that that $100 bill in Jamaica, which is a value over there, he should put it somewhere in his office, in his house, in his bathroom, somewhere. And every time he sees it, say, Lord, thank you for my Jamaican vacation. Only goodness comes from God. 
Amen. You know what? This story uh, was told by Joel Osteen. Uh, his wife, you know, his wife's family had a jewelry business. And uh, there was this piece of jewelry that was handed down through generations to, throughout the family. And she ended up with this ring. And I'm talking about her mother had it, her grandmother had it, her great-grandmother had it. I mean, it was passed all the way down. And one day she could not find this ring. So her and Pastor Joe, she asked him, hey, help me find this ring. And they tore their house upside down to find this ring. And finally, this is what she said. She said, I believe that God's going to help me find this ring. And Lord, I thank you for finding my ring in Jesus' name. And he being the great man of faith that he is said, I don't know why you're thinking that because we done tore this house upside down. And so months went by and he said every time in the house he would hear her confessing, Lord, thank you for my ring in Jesus' name. Thank you for helping me find this ring in Jesus' name. He would hear her say that every now and then and throughout the house. And months that went by, months that went by. And so they had went and he was speaking somewhere in Texas. I can't remember. And uh, it was his sister's church that he was speaking at. So they were on their way back home and they were driving. And he was, you know, the speed limit at night, you know, I think it was 60. But he thought it was 65. And so he was going 70. And she kept telling him, hey, it's not 65, it's 60. How many know you need to listen to your wife sometimes? But you know what? He wasn't listening. And then all of a sudden, he looked up in his rearview mirror and the lights were coming and there was the police. And he looks at her and says, see, you got me that ticket. So they pull over and the police there stop him and, and uh, ask him for his license and what else? His insurance card and registration. So his wife is on the passenger side and she's digging in there and she cannot find their updated insurance card. And she kept digging and digging and digging and digging. And he's getting nervous because he's like, hey, you know, oh, hey, this office is waiting a long time. And so finally she just dug, dig her hand in there and she felt something real hard. She pulls out her, uh, the thing and it is the ring that she's been looking for all these months. Watch this now. And so she begins to rejoice. And he's going, you're rejoicing while I'm going to jail. You need to help me. <laughs> so finally, long story short, the, 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 the officer's dad was like a deacon at the church that they were at or something. And uh, he told him, hey, Pastor Joel, I'm going to let you go if you'll just save me a seat when I come to your church. Pastor Joel said, I will save you a whole row. <laughs> but here's the thing. God used a negative situation to help her find something she was being thankful for. So even if he got the ticket, it was still enough for them to be thankful because in the midst of something negative, God still blessed them. And you got to see that. If you don't see that there is some power behind just saying, thank you, Lord. You say, well, Pastor, I don't have a job, but you got wind in your breath to get one. You say, well, Pastor, my kids are not where they need to be. But guess what? You, all you have to do is, the Bible says that me and my house, we will serve the Lord. My question to you is, how do you see your kids? Do you, you see them saved and serving the Lord? Or do you see them smoking weed with Billy them? Go to Psalm 67. I'm going to close right here. Go to Psalm 67 because I had a lot of time that, that got eaten away from me. But Psalm 67, let me show you this. Now, uh, some of you all know my story on this particular psalm, but I'm going to show you something different about it. Psalm 67, because here's a point that I want you to write down. Your future supernatural increase. Your future supernatural increase. See, because you can get increased just by the works of your hand. You know, I met someone who's turned kind of atheist type person. And uh, they said, uh, what, what are they? Agnostic. Agnostic. 
Okay, and basically they were like, well, I'm doing just as good uh, now than that was when I was going before I was going to church because, you know, I work hard and I do this. And I said, well, I got God working for me while I sleep, though. (laughs) If I got to wait to what my hand is doing, I'm in trouble because there's only so many hours in the day that my hand can work. In Psalm 67, are you there? Say I'm there. Look in verse five. It says now, let the people praise you. Oh, God. Now, that word praise, it literally translates to the word thankful. It says, let the people be thankful, oh, God. Let all the people be thankful unto you. Watch what's going to happen in verse 6. After we are thankful to the Lord, why? Because he's good and only goodness can come out of him. When we are thankful to him, then the earth has no problem, and, they, and the earth must yield increase to us. Listen, your future supernatural increase and breakthroughs are determined by your present level of thankfulness. I'm going to say that one again. Your future supernatural increase and your future breakthroughs are determined by your present level of thankfulness. In other words, this scripture is saying, when you are thankful to God, then the earth lets it go. The earth ain't going to let it go until you start thanking him. You say, well, pastor, I don't feel it. You don't have to feel it to thank you. See, see, the thing about it is, thanking shows faith. If you can see it, it ain't faith. Because faith is the substance of things that we hope for. The evidence of things that we cannot see. So guess what? This happened in the children of Israel. Remember when the children of Israel, they began to uh, walk around the Jericho wall? They needed a breakthrough in their lives. And God gave them a strategy. He said, you know what? The last time you go around that wall, I need you to praise me. I need you to let out a shout. And when they let the shout out, the wall came down. And there are some walls in your life that need to come down, but the only thing that's going to bring it down is your thankfulness to God. Lord, I thank you that the door is being opened right now. I thank you that my enemies are being slain right now. I thank you, Lord, that my kids are serving you right now. I thank you, Lord, that even though I may not have a job right now, you already have one lined up for my future. Thank you, Lord, that a bill came in that I don't have the money for right now, but you already know that it was going to happen, and you've already lined the circumstances up to help it come to pass. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. You better be thankful after this message. Let's close with this one. Go to Philippians 4. Go to Philippians 4. I'm telling you, there is some power behind being thankful. I can prove it to you. How many, when your kids, when you give them something and bless them with something and they're not thankful, it makes you not want to do nothing else again? You know, there's this story. This is a true story. Pastor Robert Morris at Gateway Church in South Lake. He, uh, he and his wife, they're known for giving away vehicles. And so they were on their 14th vehicle to give away. And God had already spoke to them about the couple who they needed to give it to. So they invited a couple over for dinner, had dinner with them. And all of a sudden, you know, they, they, they got the couple and took them outside and took them to the driveway and said, God told us to give you this vehicle. And the wife was ecstatic. Hallelujah. She began to thank God because they just got a free vehicle. But the 
husband saw another vehicle in the driveway. This is a true story. And said to him, that's a nice car. Got inside and said, boy, that's a nice car. I'd like to have that one too. He was not even thankful for the free one he got. What do you think that did to Pastor Robert's heart? Makes you not want to do nothing. And nine out of ten of us in this room are making God not want to do stuff for us because we're not thankful for the little right now. Being thankful is God's remedy for worry and anxiety. Watch this. Philippians chapter 4. Are you there? Look now in verse 6. It says here, be careful, be anxious, be worried about nothing. But in everything by prayer, everything by supplication, which is specific request. And everything, watch this class, with thanksgiving. He said, let your request be made known unto God. And when you begin to be specific with your prayers and when you begin to pray and when you are thankful to God, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, is going to guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. In other words, if you are worrying, it's the, the only reason you worry is because you're not thankful. You say, well, I don't know, Pastor. No, because if you really knew what God was able to do in the midst of your trials, you would be thanking him for getting you out. See, most of us, we don't see the end of the trial. We only see the beginning. But you got to have eyes of faith to say, Father, I thank you because at the end of this is a miracle. And I believe, here's the practical part. Today, I dare you and I challenge you to be thankful. And I want you to go home and find Find five things that you are thankful for. Let me give an example. Don't thank him for the good stuff, just the good stuff. Thank him for something that's wrong in your life. Because thanking him, I ain't saying thank him for it. Thank him in it. Because you already know, Lord, I thank you that, uh, 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 that, that I thank you for my last job letting me go. Because uh, obviously you have a better job for me. So I'm thanking you now for my new job. My new benefits, my great raise, my increase, my salary adjustment. I thank you, Lord, that I'm going to have a flexible schedule. I thank you, Lord, that this is going to be the best job I've ever had. I thank you, Lord, God. See, don't just thank him for the good because he's going to work everything together for your good. Did you get some out of the lesson this morning? Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here today. And you've never accepted Jesus Christ.